Welcome to the Lost Boys to Found Fathers podcast. I'm Will Haycox, and joining me is my co-host, Gabe O'Sullivan. We're men who've suffered the loss of a child, and through this production, we desire to offer encouragement, strength, and hope to our fellow brothers who've traveled the same journey. Hey, Gabe, how's it going? Fantastic. Good, man. Good. Well, let's get going. This is going to be the fourth episode in our series tough questions, honest answers, and we've already gone over this, but if you're just jumping in on this episode for some reason, if you like to listen to things out of order, you're some sort of crazy person like that. Uh, sorry, that's my OCD. I just, I, I got to listen to things in order. doesn't matter if it's a podcast with like 400 episodes. I'm like, I guess I got to start at one. Dude, I just so, searched for yeah. like, okay, that looks like you're something one of those I want to listen to. I'm one of those people. You're one of those people. I'm all over the place. Like my Jocko podcast, I listen mm. to that a lot, and it's like, Okay, I've listened to three quarters of this one and half of this one, and mm. yeah, you, I, you would not. Love I just my couldn't. Podcast, like. I couldn't do that. I actually had some people, and I don't know that I can officially recommend it from our podcast because some of the language. But I had some people recommend Joe Rogan's podcast to me, so I'm like, okay, cool. I'm going to check this out. It's the biggest podcast in the world. So I open the thing up, and it's like episode like 1900 or like 2200 or something. Wow. Is, is like the latest one he's somewhere in the thousands and so i just started scrolling and scrolling and scrolling and i got to like 600 and i'm like yeah i'm not listening to all this <laughs> so my ocd didn't let me listen to joe rogan's podcast because i'm like if i start at one it's gonna take me the most rest of my life to catch up if i listen to an episode a day that's still what like five years so yeah so joe rogan i'm sorry uh, if you listen to this podcast i'm sorry i can't reciprocate but um yeah <laughs> Just if you like email us or something, it's lostboystofhoundfathers at gmail.com. Joe, if you want to drop in, you know, we can come and be guests anytime. But I'm sorry, I'm not going to listen to all your podcasts. Yeah. Sorry, guys. Back to the originally scheduled programming after I got sidetracked. Uh, Yeah. So this is a a series we're doing on, uh, we're going through Gabe's book that will be done where he tells a story of his girls and, and how the Lord taught him through that and and you know what he gleaned in the years of reflection and prayer over what happened with his girls and and he and his wife and how they were brought close to the lord through that so in the last episode we just we talked about hope we talked about suffering uh and our suffering and christ's suffering and you know how that should make us trust the lord trust his character and how we should know that because Christ suffered, our suffering matters and means something, and that ultimately it's for for God's glory and, and for our sanctification to be made more like Christ. So, Gabe, you want to tell us what we're talking about this time? Yeah. So we're gonna follow that <clears throat> amazing uh, you know ending from last podcast where Will was just laying out for us uh, the information about hope, right, and giving us some 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 great insight there and some encouragement. And today we're going to be talking a little bit about perseverance and uh, what, why that's important for us to develop, okay, and, and how even going through a difficult <clears throat> situation like losing a child can help us to develop perseverance, which may be something that, uh, you know, we don't want. You know, I was talking to a buddy the other day, and he said, man, if I could push the easy button and, and reverse and go back and not have to learn all these lessons I'm learning or not being, hmm. you know, I'd do it in a heartbeat to have my kid back. And I was like, brother, I get you. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm right there with you, you know, but can't do that. Right. So it's like, all right, so now what <clears throat> we gotta, we gotta roll with it. Hmm. And, um, we've talked about that before. And I mentioned that with him the other day, you know, when something goes awry, it's like, now we have to figure out, okay, 
what's next and what can we learn from this? You know, again, I've said yeah. one of my favorite um, quotes from movies is from Collateral with Tom mm. Cruise and Jamie Foxx. And uh, they, uh, you know, setting up the scene, they make their first stop. Uh, Jamie Foxx does not know that he is the uh, essentially the taxi driver for a hitman. Uh, as he's going to make some stops around L.A. Spoilers. Come yeah, on, man. Yeah, man. It's only Sorry. been a couple of decades. People may still not have gotten to <laughs> that it. That is true. I think that, that, that maybe, 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 movie, maybe even black and white. I don't know. It's, it's all. My doll the other day, by the way, she told us that she said, when I think about you and mom's mm. childhood, <laughs> I, I see it in black and white. <laughs> She said, I was like, what? Oh, She's like, great. I think that y'all are so old that <laughs> that's great. Our, our bodies have evolved into where we can now mm. see life in color and in HD. That's great. Whereas when y'all were children, everything was mm. fuzzy and in black and white. The best part about that is tell them how old your daughter is. She's not like she's, three. No, she's 16. <laughs> all 16 and a half. Right? If so she was she like, like three or four, right. that'd be like, oh, yeah. that's cute. And so like, she, wow, yeah. that kind of hurts. Yes. That kind of hurts. So, yeah. So, yeah, she literally thinks these things. So, oh, that's like, great. That's so messed up. So, anyway, that's how old I am. Um, so, in this movie, some stuff goes down, and they, they uh, kind of, Tom Cruise gets back to the car, and now his taxi driver knows that he's killing people. Okay. And he says, well, now we're into plan B. <laughs> and then he says, and he kind of goes through this whole thing of like, uh, now we got to roll with it, eaching and all this. It's a it's a great quote, um, and we've we've we mentioned it before in episodes past. But when something like this goes down, like it's not what we expect, it's not what we want, and now we're into Plan B. So what do we, what can we do? Right? We we have to think. Okay, this is awful, but what can I learn through this? How can I become better instead of being bitter? Uh, and that's a tough. That's a tough place to get to. That takes time, right? So give yourself time in that. But realize that that is something that uh, we hope that you will be able, a place that you'll be able to get to. It took Will and I a while to get there. And not that we still don't have questions at times, but we realize that that God doesn't put us through something um, just, you know, like to be mean. Like he's always got our best at heart. Um, even if it's discipline or punishment, um, not saying that you losing a child is discipline or punishment, but we may go through some things that are discipline or punishment in order to, to get us to turn back to him and mm-hmm. to get us on the right path. Um, just like you wouldn't like let your kid wander out into a busy street. You'd jerk their arm and get them back on the sidewalk because you, you want to save them right mm-hmm. from destruction that's coming. Um, so one uh, we've, we've been doing the Romans 12, 1 through 2. That's still, you know, kind of our, our, our verse there, which is, you know, um, where where the Romans are getting encouraged <clears throat> to uh, where he says, Therefore I urge you, brothers, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your spiritual act of worship. Do not conform any longer to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you'll be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. So that's kind of our verse for this series. Uh, but there's another verse, a couple verses that we're going to talk about in this chapter, okay? Or, sorry, in this um, this episode, okay? And one of them is James 1, 2-4. It says, Consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. 
Let perseverance finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. So, wow. A lot of, lot of stuff going on with that, right? Uh, the Bible was clear that we're going to face trying times. The Bible is also clear is that when we face trying times, we should find a way to be joyful about them. Okay, not that there's joy in the circumstance, but there's joy in what's going to come out of that circumstance eventually for mm-hmm. us, for our good, for God's glory as well. Um, and then third, that when we go through our trials, hopefully, you know, because our faith's going to be tested, we're going to be able to develop perseverance in that. Just like if your um, if your coach has got you out on the field and he's trying to uh, you know get you in shape for the upcoming season. Well, he's going to have to test you a little bit in that. He's going to see how far can you run, how fast can you run, how many times can you do those sprints before you fall over and, mm. and pass out. Um, and he's doing that not because he don't like you, but because he's testing you to see what you can handle and to get you ready for what's coming next. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's always for, for our benefit. Um, another verse I want us to think about is um, Paul talking to the Corinthians. He's in verse First uh, Corinthians 9.25. Everyone who competes in the games goes into strict training. So just talking about athletes here. They do it to get a crown that will not last. But we do it to get a crown that will last forever. So he's using athletics right there to give us a spiritual example of like the stuff we're going through now. That's not only going to be for our benefit now on this earth, but that's going to actually benefit us uh, eternally as well. Uh, and then and then lastly, uh, Romans 5, 3 through 5 says, Uh, It's talking about perseverance, and it says, Not only so, but we also glory in our sufferings. So kind of like a few minutes ago when you talked about James saying that we should have joy in trials. He says, We glory in our sufferings because we know that suffering produces perseverance, perseverance character, and character hope. And hope does not put us to shame because God's love has been poured out into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. So we see this progression, right, of Suffering and then perseverance and then character and then hope. Mm-hmm. Right? And that's kind of where we ended our last um, yeah. session. So those are the themes of this of this episode, okay? And um, now we're going to get into the yeah. questions, man. So Yeah. I mean, I think before we jump into the questions, and, and I don't want to go too long on this because we've already done like 10 minutes on an intro, but uh, we talked, we joked before this, like we're probably going to have a lot of sports references. And, I mean, this is a podcast by men. For, for men, women, we hope you're listening to. But, uh, I mean, I love sports. I love football. I love basketball. I'm not a big fan of baseball. I'm sorry if, if some of you out there are. But, like, you think of the greatest. You know, you just talked about, like, the the crown that never fades and then the, the crown that, that does fade. You know, the, the greatest players that I can think of in, in our generation, I guess, is, like, Michael Jordan and – uh, Tom Brady, you know, I've never been a huge fan of Tom Brady, but he's won like what fifty-seven championships. It feels like <laughs> yeah. in his in his ninety years that he was in the NFL. <laughs> That's right. But I mean, both of those guys, like Michael Jordan, won six. I think Tom Brady won what seven, seven. I seven. Think, yeah. So, um, I mean, you can say in one sense, we can say as as just humans out here, you know, all their all their suffering, all the the training, and all that that made them so good. It was worth it because they won championships, and you can say like, yeah, the the literal Super Bowl rings, the 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 NBA championship trophy, like it will fade away, but everyone will always remember Michael Jordan. Everyone will always remember Tom Brady and what he did. They'll say they're the goats, you know, they're the greatest of all time. But 
and, and this is, again, coming from somebody who is somewhat ignorant of MLB history and all that. But, like, when I think of, you know, who was the best in baseball, I don't really know. I think of the Yankees, maybe just because everybody talks about the Yankees. But, like, you know, those the 1920s teams, the 1910s and 20s teams, like, who talks about them other than, like, the fans of that team and, like, random sportscasters when they're trying to tie something that happened now and say it's historically important because something happened 100 years ago or whatever. Like, 100 years from now, that's how it's going to be with, with Tom Brady and Michael Jordan. Like, if, if people remember them, they'll say, yeah, way back then they were really good, but they're not going to bring them up every day. You know, it's not going to be, like, this eternal glory that Michael Jordan or Tom Brady or Kobe Bryant or LeBron James, it's not this eternal glory they have that's always going to go with them people will remember when you bring them up like yeah they were really good but like i'm sure they were incredible athletes in ancient greece we don't really know any of their names like maybe we do somebody somewhere wrote their names down but i mean we know the guy who ran the first marathon and from what i understand he like ran that and then he exhausted himself so much trying to warn the king of impending disaster and then he died that's all we know about him. So, like, all that to say, I know that's more of an intro, but, you know, for for the ones of you who are listening and saying we get too spiritual or, you know, we, we don't connect it to manly things, however you want to, you know, like, we, we want to walk that line. You know, we don't want to get into stuff that you're not super interested in, but, you know, the stuff that matters is the Bible and, you know, the Lord, what we can learn through our suffering and our, our you know, the perseverance that we need, that all ties directly back to sports. You know, you, you mentioned it. Paul is an athlete. It sounds like he was probably a runner. You know, he talks about not training in a way that's pointless. You know, what he says, like, boxing the air. You know, like he talks about, like, training hard, run your race. Like, sports and discipline of your body directly correlates to disciplining your mind and following the Lord and having perseverance and hope. So, sorry for that extra intro, but no, I just wanted to. Throw I think that in there. that's okay, dude. We, we, we let this thing go where it goes, right? And and we will get into some questions in a minute. But about that whole training against the air, you know, he says, like you said, he says, I don't train as one uh, punching the air, mm-hmm. um, and the, the air don't punch back, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, it just don't punch back. I'm not saying that we don't. You know, there's not some validity in that. I was at the gym a couple months ago, and there was a dude that was obviously a boxer, and mm-hmm. he was going through his progressions and, you know, uh, his footwork and, like, all this stuff. And I was like, man, I would not mess with that guy because mm-hmm. he – I could tell he knew what he was doing. Like, he mm-hmm. had, he was just, he was a boxer. But there was nobody hitting him back, you mm-hmm. know, either. He wasn't mm-hmm. even going up against a punching bag, right? Mm-hmm. And so, like, there's – but in life, you're going to get hit back. Mm-hmm. Right, you're in back. Like, yeah. and we we're we're talking about situations right now, losing mm-hmm. a child, you know, whatever the other stuff that might happen to you <clears throat> in life as a man, difficult. That's life hitting you back, mm-hmm. right? So we got to be ready for that stuff, yeah. right? We got to be ready for it. So, mm-hmm. um, so w- w- a couple questions here probably is all we're gonna have time for. Um, but we've covered a lot of good stuff already, I think. So, uh, I'll ask this to you, Will. What lessons about perseverance? Uh, are you learning in your life now or have you learned from difficult times? Mm. Yeah, I mean, I think everything that you talked about, the verses you read there, you know, Romans 5, 3 through 5, um, you know, where ultimately you know, suffering leads to godliness. You know, there's the, the whole chain there, you know, perseverance 
to godliness, you know, knowledge, self-control, self-control, perseverance, perseverance, godliness. Um, that's something I really didn't think much about. You know, I was kind of where, mm-hmm. where you and your wife were, me and Hannah, my wife were, where, where you and Ryan were, where it was just kind of, you know, we're young. For the most part, our lives have been pretty good. We've been through some tough times and some suffering, but not that much. Um, and just never fathomed this could happen to us. And then it did. We we had the the cold hard facts presented to us that you know our son was gone, and it just felt like, you know, it didn't feel like life punching back. It felt like life with a gigantic haymaker out of left field, just yeah. just creaming you, knocking you down, and you're just like, I don't even know, can I get up? You know, like it's can I punch back at life? You know, like so going through that and not really knowing what to do the guys who reached out to me you know you being one of them showed me you know like you can do more than just survive you can you know if we're going back to the boxing analogy say i got up i didn't count myself out you know i didn't get counted out but i was like ducking and diving and and just moving back and forth doing everything i can to avoid that next punch and i wasn't punching back I wasn't advancing I was just backing back and backing up trying to get further and further away from any potential mm. hardship and kind of backing myself into the corner where you know as believers I don't want to stretch this analogy too far but I think as believers we're called to have confidence in the goal and if the goal is to quote unquote win life by honoring God by following his commandments telling others about him and glorifying him with everything we do instead of doing that and boldly stepping forward and throwing some punches for the kingdom i was just hiding in the corner you know letting my ignoring you know the the guy in my ear saying you know this is the truth you know whether that was you or or brian or some other guys that were speaking truth to me i was like hearing that but i wasn't willing to get up and to to get back in the ring, get back in the fight and keep moving and do more than just survive. And so what I've learned to answer your question you asked me is that's not really any kind of life to have, you know, like waking up, whether you're, you're single, you're married, you have a great marriage, you have a bad marriage, you know, you've lost a child, you, you know, you've lost a job, whatever your situation surviving isn't it you know we weren't placed here to wake up in the morning eat something go to work eat something finish work eat something go to bed like that that's not what we were created for god created us to enjoy his creation he created us to live in hope to thrive and i don't want to say that in a yeah you know don't survive thrive kind of like self-help way but to thrive in like the literal meaning of the word that there's growth in your life. There is, um, there is almost like you're a, a flower. I think that's, I think this is a biblical reference. You can correct me if I'm wrong, Gabe. But you know, we were we were like a plant where God brought us life. You know, we were a dead root. God hmm. saved us, revitalized us, allowed us to grow, and we can, if we're doing it right, and we're following Him. You know, we are to grow into a fruit tree and bear fruit for the kingdom that then we can share with other people. And by sharing that, we are giving them hope, giving them life. 
and pointing them towards the one who can then revitalize their dead root of a plant and turn them into a tree that bears fruit and it's like a you know it's like a chain from a one end of an orchard to the other if we're faithful and following the lord persevering through hard times and bearing fruit the tree the person beside us can then bear fruit who can then bear fruit and these seeds just keep getting spread and it's like a a beautiful it's like a like dominoes you know like if if we are afraid to step forward afraid to persevere and afraid to live for god then we're not going to be very fruitful there's not going to be very many dominoes behind us mm. but if we are willing to step up and to follow the lord then he can use us to do amazing things in his kingdom and glorify him and bring others to him and to bring him bring others to that hope and perseverance in him too so sorry i think i mixed like four metaphors there Dude, but yeah. it's all good and you know <laughs> I, this i have this um on my desk okay mm-hmm. and it says this is jeremiah 17 7 through 8 it says blessed is the man who trusts in the lord whose trust is the lord he is like a tree planted by water that sends out its roots by the stream and does not mm-hmm. fear when heat comes for its leaves remain green, and it isn't anxious in the year of drought, for it does not cease to bear fruit. Mm. So, man, that's exactly what mm. you said. You asked if it was a biblical metaphor. Mm-hmm. There you go. Yeah. It is. Jeremiah. <laughs> and that's one of many. You mm-hmm. know, for mm-hmm. sure. So, yeah. yeah, man, thank you for sharing that, yeah. man. That was good. Well, I'll ask you one here, and then, you know, we'll see if that's that yeah. brings us to the end. Sure, sure. Um, you know, you learned many lessons as well, I know, because you've taught me some. But, you know, how do you see yourself using the lessons that you've learned about perseverance through Christ to help other people? Well, I definitely hope that, you know, what we um, learn through any situation that we go through in life, good, bad, or indifferent, that we can use to be a blessing to others. Because I don't, I don't think that we're just given this opportunity to go through good times or bad times. Um for ourselves mm-hmm. like I think it's to benefit God's kingdom ultimately our brothers and sisters in the Lord and even to help spread his gospel and his truth to those who don't know him that who aren't in the family yet who aren't mm-hmm. in the family of God who aren't saved yet and so um, you know that's definitely my hope now you know again right when you're in the middle of it the difficult time the circumstance you just you might just be thinking a lot of like internal thoughts like mm-hmm. you know about yourself or about your family mm-hmm. but then when you with with time and excuse me and healing then um then you start to think okay how can this be used for others benefit as Mm -hmm. well right how can it how can i use this to help others and uh you know to kind of use a sports metaphor it's like when you're training and getting ready for the season you're not just thinking Mm -hmm. like oh i'm doing all this for myself so that i can win right because if you're on a team then you're thinking i'm doing this not only for myself so i can win but so that I can be a, a better help for my team, right? For those around me so that mm-hmm. we can achieve a greater goal. I was watching the Last Dance episode mm-hmm. the other night, and, uh, you know, it was this thing talking about with some of Jordan's teammates and some of those bulls talking about what a harsh person he was and how mm-hmm. he was like a dictator and he was a driver and he just, mm-hmm. like, made everybody mad and shamed mm-hmm. them into playing better and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And, <clears throat> and then they were interviewing him, and he was like, Yes. He was like, I pushed myself and I pushed them to their limits and beyond their limits. 
He was like, because I wanted to win. Mm-hmm. He was like, but it wasn't just me. He was like, I wanted them to win. He was like, and if I didn't push them that hard, mm-hmm. then we wouldn't have won all those games and we wouldn't have won all those championships. He was like, so I feel like it was justified because I got them to a place they wouldn't have gotten to without me pushing them. Mm-hmm. And then like he started tearing up, like and like he was like obviously visibly upset that people were talking mm-hmm. junk about him because he had pushed them to points that they wouldn't have pushed themselves and he was literally the reason probably that they won all those mm-hmm. those games and those championships and then he was kind of like you could see that he was upset that people were like complaining about mm-hmm. him pushing them so hard you know and so I, I think about that with even with the Lord right like he allows us to go through difficult times and um, to make to have for us to be better and for him to be glorified and for the benefit of, of others mm-hmm. around us. And so, man, I hope that that's what we're doing, you know, mm-hmm. with, with this and our yeah. lives. And like we said before, I think it's second Corinthians one that says, um, yeah. Uh, so praise be to God, the father of our Lord, Jesus Christ, the father of compassion, and the God of all comfort who comforts us in all our troubles so that we can comfort those in any trouble with the comfort we ourselves have received from God. Hmm. Um, and so, you know, we definitely have talked about that verse before, and it's kind of why we're doing this podcast, right? Then verse 5 says, For just as the sufferings of Christ flow over into our lives, so we also, through Christ, our comfort overflows. Hmm. Man, if we are distressed, it is for your comfort and salvation if we are comforted. It is for your comfort, which produces in you patient endurance of the same, or perseverance, okay, we can use that word, of the same sufferings we suffer. And our hope for you is firm, because we know that just as you share in our sufferings, mm. so also you share in our comfort. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's why we do what we that's do. That's a great way to wrap it up. Yeah. Mm. That's incredible. Well, thank you guys for joining us today. I think... You know, I hope you learned something, but I know I learned something. Um, it's challenging. So appreciate your time. Uh, please follow us on social media. Uh, you can follow us at Lost Boys to Found Fathers on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. You can search for them there, and we'll be there. You can also check out Gabe's books. we got the one we're going through that I can highly, highly recommend is That Will Be Done. And then the other one is Every Little Thing, Six Small Steps to Perfect Peace. You can search that. You can find it online on uh, Amazon. You can find them. You just said that one's on ChristianBooks.com. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, you can find them. Just search for them. Search for Gabe O'Sullivan. You can find some good stuff. So remember, guys, let's not be lost. Let's be found in him. <laughs>